Good morning. Plenty of choices for snap judgments in that weekend of sports. Perhaps best we ignore the overnight action. Australia was thrashed in the Davis Cup final. India totally got hold of the bowlers in the second T20. And Spurs fell to a third straight defeat with plenty of mitigation, but no consolation. You'll have your snap judgments. one 736 736 and 0433981116. The first two snap judgments made me smile. David and Michael, both WWE flavoured. I see you. Nice. Good way to start a Monday. My main thoughts settle in three directions. Minwoo Lee, who won so much more than the Australian PGA, the thrilling AFLW preliminary finals and how the North Melbourne community might savour the club's first grand finals since 99, and the conditioning we're being subjected to around a Steve Waugh-style farewell tour for Dave Warner. There's a moment in every significant Australian golfing career when a player wins one of the signature local tournaments and when they become truly known to the sporting public of this country. Min Woo Lee crossed both of those thresholds yesterday. I reckon the 25-year-old has been high on name recognition for a few years, but lower on instant facial recognition, for instance. That's now rectified. He's the very image of the future of Australian golf the guy who's always cooking. The chip in at nine in his final round at Royal Queensland will be his signature shot and celebration, probably until he wins a major. And donning the chef's hat on the party hole 17th and leading the patrons in the Viking clap, that's one hell of a way to win the crowd before heading to 18 to close out victory. A cursory glance across the honour roll of the PGA confirms what a rite of passage the tournament has always been. Say the past 40 years, and they're all there. Greg Norman, Bob Shearer, Wayne Grady, Peter Senior, Craig Parry and Ian Baker-Finch. More recently, Robert Allenby, Jeff Ogilvie, Greg Chalmers, Adam Scott and Cam Smith. Now, Min Woo Lee's name has its place and we have the face to go with it. His shot making on his way to 20 under was brilliant. His nerve near flawless after quickly squandering his overnight lead. And above all else, he was fun. And that last factor will play so heavily in the affection that he has garnered. I suspect the overriding snap judgment would be, what a great young fella that Minwoo Lee proved himself to be. And now there's someone we can barrack for. Getting it chasing out, though, feeding up to the flag in for Eagle. Minwoo Lee. A big, big statement at the halfway mark. You not entertained. Look at Minwoo Lee go. But he taps in for a win to remember. He's a special talent. Minwoo Lee, for the first time, is the 40-net Australian PGA champion. Unbelievable. Um, I've always thought I could win, but um, you know it, it took a while to you know get over the hump. But you know, two wins in the last month or so. Um, yeah, I'm really proud of my team and myself. And um, yeah, I made it interesting early on and um, through the middle, but um, ended up hanging on. So I'm really proud. The future of Australian golf suddenly looks like Min Woo Lee, and his coach is going to join me later in this hour. What sort of impression did he make on you? 0433 98 11 16, your snap judgments, 1300 736 736. The AFLW preliminary finals with two absolute thrillers. Brisbane long, Brisbane's long term excellence continues. 
Geelong fans have more in common with the Giants now than just a simple admiration for Jeremy Cameron after the whistle just wouldn't blow in the desperate tight stages at the end. And North Melbourne finally realised the dream of a grand final. That prelim was outstanding for its contested marking inside 50. And I wonder how the Kangaroos faithful might savour it. The achievement of yesterday and what comes in the build-up to next Sunday. Brisbane are through to another grand final. They beat Geelong by four points in yet another extraordinary display of AFLW. If you were in the terraces as a Kangaroos fan, one 736 the coach Darren Crocker is going to join me shortly. And my third snap judgment is the debate of the weekend. One I find as curious as it is perplexing. We are being conditioned for a Steve Waugh-like farewell tour for Dave Warner. Fox Cricket has employed him and Channel 7 yesterday threw its weight behind Warner's three-test ceremonial lap against Pakistan. This test summer needs a story to tell, and television wants that to be the last lap for Dave Warner. For me, it's not as simple as that, and the associated sentiment, I suspect, is being overplayed. Dave Warner is not Steve Waugh, and we should be super careful pretending that he is. Is the country yearning to turn out en masse and see Warner off into test retirement? I think that stands as an open question. The war farewell was a bit of a spectacle. It In all honesty, my memory is it had its silly moments and it was certainly an indulgence. They gave away red hankies with the newspaper to wave him off. What might they give spectators to brandish for Warner? Little pieces. There's also the slightly awkward question of what are we farewelling Warner from? He will continue to play for Australia for some time to come and well he should. He will be the centrepiece of the T20 World Cup campaign in June next year and the Champions Trophy beyond that. Warner might very well make it through the ODI cycle to be part of the World Cup title defence. Warner's brutal and belligerent batting isn't about to be lost to us. It will be front and centre in the white ball form for some years to come. And while the war precedent is being cited, it's not really the Australian way to have such farewell tours. Alan Border's 156th and final test saw him batting out a draw in Durban in the middle of the night. You'll hear Glenn McGrath and Shane Warne used in support of this. They had splendid send-offs, but their retirements were announced, or my memory is, almost abruptly mid-series, as it was far more organic as a result than orchestrated. The truth of this summer is Australia will win and everyone will make runs in these test matches. And that's not to be rude. This is Pakistan and the West Indies. Australia will win and everyone will make runs. The question is, where are those runs best spent? If Warner is granted these next three tests, Australia has to acknowledge that it is holding back progress to do so. The long-form game is a finite resource these days. There are three tests against Pakistan, two versus the West Indies, and then a two-test tour of New Zealand. That's it until next summer's five-test series against India. And that's the series that Australia needs to be fully prepared for. There's a premium on getting things in order rather urgently. 
So there are three possibilities in the Warner selection decision for me. The first is Warner making ceremonial runs and the feel-good factor that will be assumed to be part of that. The second is to blood the next opener, and there's a looming bat-off in the Prime Minister's eleven with all of Cam Bancroft, Matt Renshaw and Marcus Harris against the Pakistan attack. And the third, and I'm starting to think that this might be the most important, is the position of Cam Green. Green has been Australian cricket's most important project of the past few years, having facilitated an apprenticeship of 24 tests that peaked with a maiden century in March in India. Green is no longer in the lineup, having been displaced by Mitch Marsh. Now, Marsh has to play with the form that he's in. Green needs to return to the test venue this summer. And barring injury, it might require some manipulation at the top. Manus Labashain or Travis Head opening allows Green a place in the middle order. So that's the question. Where are the runs best spent and what are Australia's priorities? Warner on a farewell tour or Green as an investment in the future or actually choosing who the next full-time opener is going to be?